The Productive Woman, Episode 453. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to do something new, something I haven't done before, and that's revisit an episode from the TPW Vault. I actually had thought about taking a week off for this holiday week, but after I finished recording last week's episode, in which I mentioned, among other things, the importance of learning to say no in order to make time for what matters most to you, I thought it would be a good idea to revisit the topic of saying no and to do that by looking back at a conversation we had way back in episode eight about saying no gracefully, just in case you missed that episode before. So here it is, re-edited and with some new resources added to the links and the other information in the show notes, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 453. This episode is brought to you by Calm. You know, in today's fast-paced world, taking care of your mental health is more important than ever. Certainly, learning to say no gracefully is part of that. But in addition, if you're looking to reduce stress, increase mindfulness, and improve your overall well-being, you can certainly benefit from Calm. And that's why I've been so glad to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to help give you the tools that can improve the way you feel. Calm, of course, recognizes that each of us faces unique challenges in our daily lives, that mental health needs differ from one person to the next, and that time for meditation, among other things, may vary. And since self-care practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to everyone's preferences and needs. Their meditations, for instance, range from focuses on anxiety to stress, from self-care to inner peace. They have sleep stories, which I've talked about so many times, relaxing music tracks, and daily movement sessions, all designed to help give you the tools to improve the way you feel. They even have expert-led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, handling grief, improving self-esteem, caring for relationships, and so much more. Really, so many things that you need to prioritize your mental health and wellness can be found on Calm. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can take advantage of a special offer of 40% off the Calm premium subscription. That's the one that I subscribe to, the one I pay for myself. And I appreciate the fact that new content is added every week. So you can relax because Calm's got what you need for a happier and healthier you. Now, as I talk about many times, my favorite thing about Calm is the sleep stories because I so often have trouble falling asleep. But the app also offers so many other mindfulness tools. They have the Daily Calm, a 10-minute guided meditation that can help you get the day off on the right foot. They have something called the Daily J, which they describe as a daily piece of wisdom to inspire you. 
And then there's the daily move, which is a daily stretching practice that combines mindfulness with getting your body moving. They're very brief and any of these things can fit into pretty much anyone's schedule and give you that few minutes of mindfulness that can make a real difference in your day. Once again, they're offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash tpw. And now let's go back into the vault and listen to an episode on saying no gracefully. Thank you for joining me. And in this episode, we're actually going to respond to a listener question about something that I think a lot of us struggle with, and that's saying no. I'll also share my tip of the week about making good use of waiting time and my tool of the week, which is banking apps. So let's get right into it. I've got a lot I want to cover this week. Um, My tip of the week is to make good use of waiting time. Um, You can use waiting time to knock out tiny tasks. You know, if you're ready to go, but waiting on a kid, tidy the living room or one shelf of one cupboard in the kitchen or, you know, some little thing like that. Waiting for the spin cycle to finish so you can move the load to the dryer, wipe down the machines or tidy a shelf. Uh, Any time, basically, when you find yourself waiting, look around for a tiny task to do, knock that out and it off your list and off your mind. So it's a good way to be extra productive with those little things that sometimes get missed and overlooked. My tool of the week is the banking app for your smartphone. Now I, we bank with Chase and I love the Chase app on my phone. It lets me check balances and and transactions, transfer money, send money to other people, uh, pay bills and even deposit checks. I hardly ever have to go to the bank anymore, except occasionally if I need cash. And when I do, I get enough for several weeks so that I don't have to go back again and go through the hassle of going through the drive-thru or walking in or, you know, going to the ATM. That app on the phone is a huge, huge time saver. And most banks and credit unions have them now. So if you're not already doing this, I encourage you to have a look uh, at whether your bank or credit union has an app that you can put on your smartphone to take care of your banking. And I will say that's that can kind of tie into the tip of the week because it's a great thing to do, you know, when you're waiting, if you're sitting in the car waiting for a kid to come from practice or something, you can get your banking done right there. So again, banking app for your phone. Love them. All right. So let's talk about the main topic of the week. In previous episodes, we've talked a lot about some things that interfere with us accomplishing the things that matter to us. One of those things, if you remember, is overcommitment. We take on too much for lots of reasons. And sometimes one of those reasons is the inability to say no. A listener, Kelly, left a message, a voice message about this. The recording didn't work well enough to to put on to the show, but she asked a really great question. How do we say no graciously? And and Kelly, thank you for that question, because honestly, this is something I struggle with as much as anybody. And that question got me thinking about it and doing some research. 
And I just thought it would be great to share some of what I found in this episode. So we'll talk about why we say yes, what are good reasons to say yes, when it's okay to say no, how to decide, and then how to do it in a way that is how to say no in a way that maintains your dignity and the relationship, if that's uh, something that matters to you. So right out of the gate, you know, the, the question is when opportunities, requests or whatever present themselves, why do we say yes? And there are lots of reasons. Sometimes it's because we want to help, you know, we're just decent people who like to do good for others when we can. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, and we'll get to the but later. Sometimes we say yes, from a desire to be liked. Uh, you know, we want people to think we're, we're good people. Um, we, we say yes to avoid conflict or confrontation sometimes, or because it feels good to be needed. And some people honestly will take advantage of that tendency that we have, you know, to really sort of flatter and play up to that. Sometimes we say yes out of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Somewhere in our minds, we think, you know, if I say no to this opportunity, what if it would have been great and I'm going to be sorry I didn't do it? Sometimes we have an unrealistic idea of what we can accomplish. We think we have more time than we do, or we underestimate how much time the task or the commitment is going to take. Sometimes we say yes uh, out of guilt. We feel like if we can do it, we should do it. Or it feels selfish to say no. And sometimes we just flat out succumb to pressure. You know, some people are very good at pressuring someone into getting something, you know, doing something, what, you know, for the, the asker's personal reasons. So there, those are just some of the reasons why we say yes sometimes when maybe we shouldn't. There are good reasons to say yes. And, you know, one of them is because we want to, because it's something we want to do. Uh, it's a good thing to say yes if we've carefully evaluated the request or the opportunity and it lines up with our values and our objectives, those, you know, those guiding principles that we've talked about in previous episodes. It's a good reason to say yes to serve someone we love. Sometimes, even though maybe it's not a project that we would have chosen, it's important to someone else that we care about. So we're going to do it for that reason. Uh, nothing wrong with that. That can be a value or a guiding principle to serve those people that we love. You know, so those are good reasons to say yes. The harder question for a lot of us is when is it okay to say no? Or why would it be okay to say no to something that's presented to us that is not in line with our goals and our objectives and our guiding principles? How can we justify saying no? Well, one thing that somebody told me a long time ago that it's hard for me to remember because I'm one of those that I, you know, if somebody asks me, you know, I want to help and I like being asked and, and feeling needed. And so I'm likely to say yes, even to things that maybe I shouldn't. But if we say yes to everything, if we say yes to maybe something that's not right in our wheelhouse, we're denying somebody else an opportunity to serve. And so sometimes it's good to say no to give somebody else an opportunity to serve or to shine or to contribute in some way instead of just taking it, everything on yourself. And that somebody who could contribute or shine or serve maybe you know, our children or you know, a family member. 
these concepts apply whether it's within a family, within, you know, your church, at work, wherever. You can feel good about saying no if you've thought through the process and you know it's a no for you, realizing that that's leaving the door open for somebody else to maybe serve in a better way. I read in one article that I thought was really interesting that the ability to say a purposeful no is necessary for our yes to have any meaning. And I just thought that was really kind of profound, that if we just say yes to everything, it sort of dilutes the value of our yes. And so the ability to say no for a reason gives more value and credibility to our yes. Um, It's certainly okay to say no when saying yes would overtax your health or your time or your family in some way. And it's okay to say no when you keep in mind that saying no to some things leaves room for better things. And we'll talk a little more about the process here in a minute, but, you know, when offered an opportunity or someone asks you to do something or, you know, even if it's a good thing, either way, take some time to think about it and ask yourself, is my heart in this? Does this fit into my priorities and the goals that I've set for myself? Is it consistent with my values or can I let this pass to leave room for something that's more meaningful? There's a quote that I'll put in the show notes that I thought was really good. And this kind of goes back to the, the, what I was saying before about the ability to say a purposeful no. Um, This quote was attributed to Gandhi who supposedly said, a no uttered from the deepest conviction is better than a yes merely uttered to please or worse, to avoid trouble. And uh, I will put that in the show notes, because again, I thought that was so profound that it's better to say no from conviction than to just say yes to avoid trouble. Because part of the problem is when we say yes for those sorts of reasons, it often ends up being just, a okay, well, I got that person to go away and get off my back, and maybe we're not going to follow through. And that ends up impairing our own credibility and our own integrity. So in terms of when it's okay to say no, realize that your time is valuable, just as valuable as, as the person who's asking you for a favor or to, to take on a, a task or a, a position. And if completing that task for that other person is going to take too much time from you and from the things that are important to you, it's okay to say no. Okay. It really is. And I'm, I'm saying that to myself as much as to anybody else. Um, we need in this whole process of thinking this through to be okay with the fact that to some extent saying no really will inflict some pain. There was this great article or quote in Psychology Today online, and I'll have, again, the, the link in the show notes, where they said, whether we're talking about a business request or a personal one, closing a sale or asking for a date, How can one say no without hurting the other person's feelings? The fact is, you usually can't. There is no way to say, no, I will not give you what you want from me without at the very least inflicting disappointment. But you can minimize the damage. It's an honest thing to realize. If we don't like to say no because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or make somebody uncomfortable, we're going to have to get comfortable with the fact that that's inevitable. It's just part of the process, but there are ways we can do it to make the discomfort or the 
you know, the pain of, of, of the no less painful for the person who's asked. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So in deciding whether to say yes or no, one of the things that uh, you know I saw over and over again as I was researching this is don't give a reflex answer. Don't give your answer immediately. Don't let yourself be pressured into giving an answer immediately. You can weigh your options and limitations and get back to the person who's asking, but then make sure you really do get back to them. So evaluate the system. And, you know, when you're feeling tempted to say yes to something that, you know, in your gut, you know, you're too busy to do, take a pause for a moment, take a really close, honest look at your situation, weigh the pros and cons, meaning the pros and cons for you. And this goes back to, you know, what we've been saying through all these episodes. A lot of it has to do with your priorities and your values and those guiding principles. If you've got a sick friend who's asked you to, um, you know, feed her pet or check her mail while she's in the hospital, it may be that your loyalty to your friend or your commitment to being a good friend might outweigh the inconvenience of having to do that. And you may decide, you know what, that's that's a priority for me. That's something I'm going to take on, even though it means I'm going to have to move some things out of the way to make that happen. And so you might decide to say yes. On the other hand, if, you know, you've got someone at your kid's school asking you to take on responsibility for the bake sale or something, you might decide that the that the cost for that is too high and you, you're going to serve in a different way. That may be why you decide to say no to something like that. It's going to be different for everybody. I don't think there's a right answer in any given situation, but the point is it's okay to take some time to think through it instead of just doing the reflex. Sure. I'll do it because they asked. So think about it first And if you have decided that you're going to say no, okay, and we've gone through this process, we've thought through it, and now we're going to get into the how can you say no and with inflicting minimum hurt on the person who's asked or on the relationship, uh, you know, whether this is a personal relationship or work relationship, how can you say no without damaging that relationship or hurting the person? So the first step, and and a lot of this, some of this came from another article on psychologytoday.com and some of it from kind of an interesting little short article on emilypost.com. So, you know, the etiquette queen. And the first thing they said was, again, you've thought through it and you've asked yourself, are there any conditions which if something changed, you might change your mind and do you want to put those out there? Well, if I wasn't already scheduled for that evening, I would do it or, you know, whatever. So part of it has to do with having your own convictions about the answer, having reached a decision that in your heart, you know, is the right one. Be prepared to act on that. Be respectful though allow that the person who's asking his or her dignity because, you know, they took the risk to ask. And that is a risk for a lot of us. So acknowledge the fact that they took that risk and acknowledge them by saying something nice that they can sort of take away from the conversation in addition to feeling rejected. You can appreciate the opportunity and still say no, and you can express your appreciation 
So it might be something like, I am glad that we're close enough that you feel that you could ask me this. I am so sorry that I can't help you this time. I have some deadlines that I have to meet, but I really appreciate you thinking of me. That might be one way to answer that, to be respectful of that person, appreciative of them putting themselves out there to ask, but still say no. The Psychology Today article said, and, and I, you know, you hear this all the time, use I speak. In other words, say, I feel this way rather than you make me feel. Say something positive or what you like about the person or about the interaction. If it's a work situation or, you know, somebody maybe at your church who's asking you to get involved in something, you know, you can say, I have really enjoyed working with you in the past, but this time... I'm not able to do it or whatever. Again, uh, Psychology Today, um, that writer encouraged us to show kindness. And just on a physical level, if, if this is an in-person request, they suggest positioning yourself within eye level of the person and within touching distance because bad news can be sort of softened. You can soften the blow by, if it's appropriate, a touch on the arm or on the hand. That's just a compassionate gesture. But, you you know, think about the relationship with the person. Hear them out. If they, they've got a convincing argument, you know, you can listen to them, even if it feels like they're just being pushy, but then repeat your refusal. If now, if they become overly insistent and really pushing, all you can do is repeat your refusal, be more firm about it. You don't have to explain yourself in that situation beyond, no, I'm sorry, but I can't. On the other hand, if you can give an explanation or a reason, do that. Maybe while you'd love to help at your child's school, you have a busy few months, you know, I've got a, I'm a writer, I've got a deadline coming up and I simply can't give that committee my attention, but another time. If it's true that another time you would consider it, then, you know, you might soften it that way. But don't get into a negotiation. Unless you're willing to be persuaded, don't open the door to them saying, oh, well, but, you know, such and such. You don't have to get into a negotiation. You can give a quick reason why you can't do it, and then that's the end of that conversation. But offer alternatives if you can. As I said before, if you can't do it right now, if you can't give their request your time now, if there's a time in the future, maybe let them know that that's an opportunity. And that's a way, again, of softening it. If giving some sort of alternative solution to it may help make them feel better about it. On the other hand, it's important to say no clearly and unequivocally. Don't whine about it. Don't, you know, tease about it. Don't smile and, you know, oh, you know. If what you really mean is maybe then go ahead and say, uh, not now, but maybe another time. If you know there's no way you're ever going to do what they want, then don't string them along. That's not fair. Just say, I wish I could, but I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Don't give in to flattery or bullying. And if somebody gets aggressive about it, at that point, you kind of can stop being polite, back away and walk away. But again, you can always say, I need some time to think about it. And I'll get back to you. But don't say I'll call you and then not follow through. If this relationship matters to you, then you need to probably make the next offer because you have kind of shot them down. And whether this is a personal request or a business request or whatever, it kind of then is on you to 
initiate something in the future. If saying no is just too hard for you, if you just can't say no, I'm sorry and sound like you mean it, then just practice in the mirror until you can say it in a way that's polite but unequivocal. There were some great examples that I found in various articles about how to say no or some language that you can use in different scenarios. So if, for instance, the answer is not now but later, how about this? I am on a deadline, so I can't take on anything more until I finish this project. Could I follow up with you on Friday? Okay. If it's a business situation, you're talking to your supervisor and they're asking you to do something more when you already have a lot, it's okay to say this new task. Does this take priority over what you have already asked me to finish by Tuesday at 2 o'clock? That lets that person decide, oh, that's right, I've got you working on this other thing. You know, put it back to them to prioritize things. And that's important when you're dealing with a supervisor in a business situation. If you simply want to close the door to it, period, and this is another example in a work situation, thank you for asking me, but you need to know that I simply, I just can't take on any more work. I've got to focus on my top responsibilities. Leave it at that. Again, if, if it's too hard for you to look them in the eye and say no immediately, if you have a, a real gut instinct that this is a no, maybe that's you just need to say no. But if, if you're finding it too difficult to say no immediately, then this is where we get into the, let me think about it and get back to you. Or, you know, honestly, I'm not sure I can help you at this time because of my other commitments. I'm afraid I might not be able to give it my full attention, but let me get back to you on that tomorrow morning or something like that. So those are some options, ways of saying things, look them in the eye and say it, you know, with a, with a smile, with a pleasant expression. And again, practice those kinds of things. There was another article that I saw on zenhabits.com. And this article was called Seven Simple Ways to Say No. And again, the links will be in the show notes, which are found at theproductivewoman.com. Look for episode eight. Uh, and in this article at zenhabits.com, here are some of the things they threw out as simple ways to say no. I can't commit to this as I have other priorities at the moment. Or now is not a good time because I'm in the middle of something. How about if we re reconnect, you know, next week, next month, whatever, some, at some specific time in the future? Or I'd love to do this, but I just can't or you know, whatever the follows from that. Again, let me think about it first and I'll get back to you. Uh, if this is an offer of something, you know, somebody's trying to sell you something, that's something I have a hard time with is if somebody's trying to uh, get me to buy something. How about this doesn't meet my needs now, but I'll be sure to keep you in mind. I love this one. If, if you can honestly say this, and this goes back to the, the benefit of giving somebody else an opportunity to serve, how about, you know, somebody's asking you to take on a committee responsibility or something like that. I'm not the best person to help on this. Why don't you try, you know, Susie or Ralph or whoever? 
So if you can suggest someone as they're giving you the pitch for whatever it is they want you to do, be thinking, okay, if you know it's, you're not the one, it's not something you can take on. Can you think of somebody who would be qualified and maybe interested? And finally, the very simple way to say no is no, I'm sorry, I can't. And we've talked about that briefly before, that no is a complete sentence. And it is okay, especially in circumstances where you're really feeling pressured, to just say no. Okay? So those are some ideas, some suggestions. But a lot of it's in your demeanor, I think, and how you deliver it. And some of that goes to who the asker is. The more aggressive they get in trying to push you into doing something that you've said no to, the more assertive you need to be, we need to be, I say, in our no. Uh, But if it's not that kind of situation where somebody is really aggressively pressuring you, then some compassion and some gentleness, but still being firm is called for. The bottom line is this, and we've said this before, nobody can or should do everything. And because time and energy are finite resources, Anytime we say yes to one thing, we're saying no to something else. And so in order to make the most of our time on earth, to make our life matter, we need to make sure we're saying yes to the right things for the right reasons. And for a lot of us, and I'm one of them, that starts with learning to believe that it really is okay to say no, even to good things. So what do you think? Do you have a hard time saying no in certain situations or have you mastered saying no gracefully? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. You can share your ideas, your questions, your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 453. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page and I'd be happy to engage with you there. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Before we go, just a quick reminder that for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering 40% off the Calm premium subscription. Just go to calm.com slash tpw to learn more. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you enjoyed this look back into the T-P-W archives and found something worthwhile in what we talked about here. I'd love to hear your feedback on it, and I really look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter.